Praise the Lord, and thank you for joining us at the Upper Room Church. Listen in as Pastor Johnson teaches the Word of God, gives us encouragement, and midweek refuel to run this spiritual race. Tonight's lesson will be entitled, Religion vs. Spirituality. All right, amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you, brother, for that prayer. I appreciate that to the highest. All right, greetings again, my brothers and sisters. We're going to get right into our discussion on this evening, um, talking about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What I want to use for a topic today, I want to talk about religion. Religion. You heard so much talk about religion, um, religion, religion, religion. Uh, are you a religious person? What's the difference than a religious person? And uh, everybody's not religious. Some people are, you know, uh, there's another word floating out there, spirituality. The difference between spirituality and religious, you can write that word down, spirituality. Uh, I... I, I am a, I am, I consider myself, and I know you all do too, you consider yourself to be a religious uh, person. Uh, I want to talk about that, what is a religious, what is a religious person, what makes a person religious, uh, and I want to talk about spirituality. And then, of course, I want to talk about, well, spiritual. Are we spiritual? Uh, do God want us to be spiritual, spiritual-minded? All this what I want to talk about just a little bit this evening. Being spiritual, are you spiritual? I, I heard a man saying on the phone, he said, I, I, I want, I'm trying to be spiritual. I want to be spiritual. And um, it, it, it's okay. It's in God's will. God wants all of us to be spiritual. I hope you consider yourself a spiritual person. When you define yourself. This is something that everybody got to do on an individual basis. Define yourself. Do you consider yourself a spiritual individual? Are you spiritual? Or are you uh, sensual? Or are you uh, uh, of another mindset? How do you view yourself? I view myself as I'm a very spiritual person. Uh, I'm a very religious person. What makes me spiritual? I pray. I talk to God. I read my word. I, 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 I study the word. And I try to do God's will to the best of my ability. And I try to live uh, my life uh, the best of my ability for to uh, God's plan. And uh, I strive uh, as much as I can to uh, try to uh, do God's will. That makes me spiritual. Uh, it also makes me religious. I, I looked up a few definitions for spiritual and, and religious. Uh, here is one of the definitions for uh, spiritual. Oh, not spiritual, I mean uh, religious. Uh, religious 
here's the definition of the word religious. This is a uh, specific set of uh, uh, beliefs, organ, organ beliefs, and practices usually shared by a community or a group. So what makes a person religious is a, a, a group of uh, 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 a set of beliefs and practice, usually shared by a community or a group. So we're looking at ourselves. I won't say we won't look at ourselves as a community. We're a church in the community. But we definitely look at ourselves as a, a group, church, a body of believers. So that would be a group. So we are a group of God's people who love the Lord, and uh, we are religious, uh, and we uh, we have beliefs and practices. Practices. What makes us religious? We have beliefs. What things that we believe in, things that we don't believe in, and then there are practices. So if you have beliefs about God, and you, we, we have practices, things that we do pertaining to God that makes us, uh, that makes us religious. Well, I looked at the other word, spirituality. Well, I consider the church, God's people, spirituality. No, I, I don't look at the church uh, as being spirituality and, and, and myself spirituality. I don't see it that way. When I look at the word spirituality, there's a lot of people in this world, and you got to be careful when you, when you, even when you deal with saying spiritual. Uh, it's a fine line between spiritual and spirituality. Okay, a very fine line between spiritual and spirituality. We don't really get into spirituality because spirituality. Uh, this is more of an individual practice. It has to do with having a sense of peace and purpose. I would say a good example of, of people that, that really get into spirituality uh, would be people that of a cult-like nature. Also, people that practice yoga, yoga. They are uh, yoga, uh, which focus on stress relief and the relief of uh, emotions. You know, teach people how to get in touch with their inner selves, uh, get in touch with the cosmos, the earth, and uh, things of that nature. Those people are into spirituality. Well, God really didn't invite us or encourage us to get into spirituality. But he did teach us we, we should be spiritual. So there's a lot of people in, in, in the world that call themselves get into spirituality, which uh, you have to be very, very careful because you find yourself getting into uh, things that might not necessarily be will of God. Well, somebody said, well, what's wrong with yoga? Yoga teaches meditation. Uh, it teaches meditation. I never really got into yoga, but I understand it is teaching meditation, hip relief, stress. All of this it's relieving stress is good, but uh, meditation is good. 
But you know, God tells us how to meditate. Nothing wrong with meditation. The Lord told us to meditate on the law day and night, meditate on the word day and night. And when we do that, that helps us with our stress. When we think about the goodness of the law, get your mind off word of things, get your mind off your neighbors, mind off your friend, mind off the work, and you meditate about the Lord. David said, uh, 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 I meditate on the law. He said, in thy law, I, I meditate day and night. In the word, I meditate day and night. Meditation is good. We need to learn to practice meditation, but we need to do it in a spiritual sense that, that, that you know, in the realm that's pertaining to God and not in a word of sense. I don't want to just meditate on things of the world, uh, close my eyes and think about a, a, a place that you would love to be. You close your eyes and think you're on some island somewhere, out on the Bahamas uh, or in uh, uh, Hawaii on an island, a cool island where the wind is blowing, nice, cool breeze blowing. The Bible don't teach us meditation like that. They teach us to meditate on the Word of God day and night. Uh, spirituality, it, it teaches a sense of worldly-type meditation. But the Word of God teaches us a spiritual-type meditation. We want to learn to meditate on the Word. So I want to talk about spirituality, which will help us get in touch with our inner selves, how to relieve stress, how to relieve emotions, uh, release, release uh, uh, of emotions. But uh, when we really get in the Word, this should help us release a lot of our emotions when we read God's Word. I was listening to a lady today as she was uh, testifying. Well, actually, she was on this show I was listening to, and she was saying how that uh, as a little girl coming up, her, her father was uh, rather mean to her and uh, very, very mean. And she had thoughts of uh, uh, killing her dad. It wasn't her real dad, stepdad, stepfather, married her mother. And she had thoughts of uh, just taking his life, very serious about doing it. But thank God she didn't. She found the Lord. She meditated on how to do it. And what she was going to do and, and all that kind of stuff. But I thank God that she found the Lord through talking to other people. And uh, sometimes uh, we just need to meditate on the word. And meditating on the word, it'll cause a lot of things that we uh, had mind or purpose to do. When we think about the goodness of the Lord and, and what God said about this and that, it changes our motives. I want to encourage everybody to meditate more on the word, and uh, and this is going to help you a bunch by meditating on the word. So spirituality, I don't want the saints, I don't want God's people to really get into spirituality. Don't get into yoga. Don't get into all those different type religions, all those, those types of groups that teaches meditation, but it don't teach you God's way. Uh, you get into yoga, I don't know what you might come out thinking of. Uh, what you might uh, uh, get into, but it definitely take you down the wrong path uh, for the word of God is concerned. God teaches us how to get rid of stress. Pray unto the Lord. Ask the Lord for help, and he will help us with our stress, our emotion, and our anxiety, and everything that we ever going through. When we read the word, 
I see all of our patriarchs that came before us, how they cried out to God for help. And David said, I cried unto the Lord, and he heard my cry. And he delivered me. And he, he set me in a large place and set me on a, a, a solid rock. So we, we relieve our stress anxiety by going to God and not going to these groups uh, in the world that they might have different uh, uh, groups that you can get into to help people deal with their inner self. I don't want to get in touch with the cosmos. I don't want to get in touch with the world. I don't want to get in touch with my inner self because I don't know what's in my inner self. Whatever's in there, I know it's not right. That's why I need the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't want to get in touch with my inner self. I want to get in touch with Jesus. And so spirituality is something that we don't want to get into. It deals with an individual, an individual practice, and has to do with having a sense of peace and purpose, a yoga focus on stress relief and relief, uh, the release of emotion. That's spirituality. We don't want to get into that. What I want to encourage you all to do is to be very, very religious. Have a, a, a set of, uh, of beliefs and practices that, that we, we get and gain from the Word of God, and uh, we share it as a, as a group or, or community. Okay. I want to show you something about religion. Somebody, I heard people say, God didn't tell you, you know, a long time ago in the old church, he would tell you, uh, well, I know I got good religion. I know I got a good religion. I never would forget in the old church years ago out in the country, uh, I went to uh, my parents. Of course, we were Baptists, and that's all we knew. And they have every year to run a revival. Man, we went to the morning bench. Some of y'all don't know what the morning bench is. We went to the morning bench, preached a red revival once a year during the summer months because we got baptized out in the pond, out in the country. We ran those summer revival and folks got saved and you get religion. Um, I heard people say, well, God didn't tell you to get no religion. What are you doing with a religion? You need to get God's word. I'm going I'm to show you something in the word right here. There's nothing wrong with religion. Nothing wrong with being religious. Now, it's different than being religious and, and, and having a religion. Now, I don't know about having a religion, but I am a religious person. That makes sense. I don't know about a religion, but I know about having, I know that I am a religious person. Now, the Bible talks about being religious and a religion. I'm going to show it to you in the book of James. You got the Bible, turn with me to James, the first chapter. Uh, what religion is, religion is a, is a set of rules, guidelines, commandments given by God to people to carry out certain duties. Now, I'm going to read it in the uh, King James Version. I don't want to read it in my uh, New Living Bible. It breaks it down. Uh, a lot plainer. James, the first chapter. Turn that with me, y'all. James, the first chapter. Let me see if I find it here in my living Bible. I'll read it King James first. Uh, James, the first chapter. And I want you to look at, I'm going to start at verse number 25. James 125. I'm going to show you something about a religion and being religious. James 125. Y'all get it? Let's read it in King James first. And King James said, 
Uh, but whosoever look into the perfect law of liberty, that's the word of God, and, and continue therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This man shall be blessed in his deed. Well, of course, we look into the perfect law of liberty, which is the word of God, is the perfect law of liberty. And we're going to definitely continue in the word of God. And we definitely want to pray that we don't be a forgetful hearer. What I preach Sunday, uh, don't forget what we talk about when we get into the Word. I know you can't remember everything we teach and preach word for word, but you get the gist of it. You get the you get the, you get the main the main thing, uh, uh, the big part of it. You should walk away with that and remember uh, something that you learned from the Word that was taught. Not a forget to hear, but a do of other work. This man should be blessing his deeds. So always remember the Word of God and teaching that. You heard going forward how it's blessing you, how it's helping you. Now, focus on verse 26. James says this, if any man among you seem to be religious, I'll see that word. James said, if any man among you seem to be religious, hold your hand up. I'm holding my hand up. I am religious. I don't care what people say about the old kind of religion, all the kind of stuff like that. You don't need no religion. You need to get the you need to get God's spirit. You need to get the Holy Ghost. I, I know all that. You know all that. James talked about a religious man right here. And that'll be you, that'll be me. Nothing wrong with being religious. If any man among you seem to be religious, what do you mean religious? Have a belief or practice. Something that's shared by a community or a group. Yeah, that'll be us. If anybody seem to be religious, but not now notice what he said. If you seem to be religious and bridle not his tongue, there it is. But deceive his own heart, this man religion is wrong. It's in vain. Y'all see it? So if any man seem to be religious and don't bridle his tongue, but deceive his own heart, this man religion is vain. So if you are religious, if you are religious, you should have control of the things that come out of your mouth. A religious person practice a set of rules, a set of beliefs, uh, a, a, a set of uh, uh, practices that, that give them goals and morals and, uh, uh, you know, uh, things that came from God. That's a religious person. A religious person also, he James said, now this religious person, uh, if he is religious, but if he don't control his tongue, what comes out of his mouth, your religion is in vain. So if you are religious, you have a religion. If you if you have a religion, then you ought to be a religious person. But now, so nothing wrong with being a religious person, or say. I know I got good religion. If you got good religion, you're going to practice a set of beliefs that, that, that's usually shared by a community or a group or church setting. If you are religious, and if you got good religion, you're going to practice a set of beliefs that will give them to a community or a group by God. And all of it come out of the word of God. Our, our, our beliefs come from the word of God. So I wouldn't say a man 
can't be religious. I wouldn't I wouldn't throw a man under the bus if he says he had religion. But here's what I would do, verse number 27, explain what a religion is and what the duties of religion and what you should do. Religion ain't something that you just say you have and don't do anything. Religion is something that you do. Now look at verse 27. He said, pure religion. Oh, I'm glad he put that in front of it. Pure. P-U-R-E. Pure religion. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this. Here it is. What is pure religion? I always wanted to know. Thank God. Pure religion is this right here. Before God and the Father is this. To visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction. Comma. And to keep himself unspotted from the world. So if a man said, I'm religious, I have pure religion. I mean pure, pure, good religion. Your job is to visit the fatherless. Y'all know who that is, right? The fatherless. Let me read it in, in uh, my uh, living Bible. I'm going to read verse 26. Pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphanage and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. So if if if, if you if you if this fits you, then you can say, I, I know I got good religion. I heard old folks saying that song a long time ago. You know, of course, holiness came out and a lot of holiness people said, Ain't no religion. God didn't tell you get no religion. We're reading it right here in the book of James. Don't pay everything you hear no mind. Sometimes people just don't understand what they're saying. They're saying stuff, but they don't know what they're saying. And sometimes people just want to just condemn everything and throw everything under the bus. Look, we can read this Bible for ourselves. And uh, you don't have to have a degree from Harvard or Duke or any of those universities to understand what God is saying. The Bible says he makes it so plain a fool can see it. Uh, but listen to what he said right here. I'm a, listen to what God said. Care and genuine religion in the sight of God and the Father means caring for orphanage. If you got good religion, what are you saying, song? Oh, uh, how I got good religion? Certainly, Lord. Something. Do you have good religion? Certainly, Lord. Something like that. Do you have the religion? Certainly, Lord. Y'all know how it goes. Okay, certainly, 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 Lord. Y'all, y'all probably don't you have never heard the song. Had to be older than heard that song. But now, if you have good religion, here is what you need to do. It's something that you do. You know, we need to organize uh, groups in our church. I heard a man. A man told me the other day. He said every church needs to have have a committee. You, you need to have a, a, a bereaved committee. You need to have a, a sick committee. You need to have a sick committee. You have, need to have a, a bereaved committee. Some folks have lost a loved one. Uh, and he was stressing this to me uh, uh, very strong. He said, please, please, please have a, 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 a bereavement uh, committee in your church, uh, uh, some brothers and some sisters, that if somebody in the church lose a loved one, somebody needs to go get some flowers. Somebody need to uh, get a card 
and, and, and circling around, get everybody signed the car, and, and, and just work to commit it and make that person feel love that may have lost someone that's dear to them. Put a little piece of money in it. Collect some money. Hey, everybody, give me a dollar. Give me a five dollars. Give me something. Let's put this in and let this person know we love them and we support them and stand behind them and we're praying for them. And so please, 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 every church needs a, uh, a grievance, bereavement, bereavement uh, uh, committee, a sick committee. And this right here, what James is talking about, this is the committee here that a man that, that has religion, pure religion, and uh, 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 that is very religious, well, to have a good religion, he's giving this man a set of rules that he should do. If you have good religion, you are religious, you have good religion, he said, uh, uh, pure religion under five before God and the Father's did to visit the fatherless. You know, we all have some people, Lord bless them, we're going to get there. We all have a group of people that can visit the, uh, go out sometime and visit the nursing home. Well, there are people that's in the nursing home and uh, spend a little time with those people out there that, that can't live in their homes anymore, uh, cheer them up, maybe have a little word of prayer with them, ask them, is it all right if I pray for you? Uh, 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 you know, and cheer them up and encourage them. And uh, also a committee that, that the people that are uh, maybe at home and can't attend church anymore, uh, that committee could go by and uh, have a word of prayer with that person that confined to their homes and uh, cheer them up or, or, or buy them or, 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 or go by and buy a plate lunch and let them know you're on the way and ask them what you like to have to eat and bring them a plate lunch and have have a or have a little service with them and come on home. And so what James is doing here is telling us what religion is all about. We 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 got away from a lot of the good stuff that the Bible really teaches us to do. Everybody doing their own thing and you know, and then everybody's so low you might just have one person going to see the sick, one person going to see somebody that's uh you know can't get about. Uh we need to have a committee. You know, Jesus sent them out two by two. Nobody need to go alone. Pope pastor don't need to go by himself. If I go visit some sick, somebody sick, I need somebody to go with me. He don't need to go by himself. Everybody need a backup. Uh, I said two better than one. I might fall down or somebody can help me get up. So two is better than one. So Jamie's teaching right here what religion, a religious person is and what religion is all about. And uh, this is what their job, their duties is. He's a pure religion, verse 27. And on the five before God and the Father did to visit the Father, go to the orphanage and 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 and, and visit the widows. There are widows. Notice that widows. Now widows is not in a. They're not in a home. They 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 probably at home. Widows in their affliction. So you have people who uh, the elderly who have uh, 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 maybe who have lost their husband, and uh, they may not be feeling uh, well up and down. You know something of that nature. So really, a committee needs to be formed to go and visit those people uh, periodically. You know, every now and then, a committee needs to be formed to just, just go out and uh, let those people know that we're still loved, you're still loved, that even though you can't get about and get around, we'll, we'll, we'll make around to you. Okay? 
Uh, and that's what Jamie's saying. And so, so don't let nobody tell you, well, Bible ain't said nothing about no religion. Yes, it did. We read it right here now. And a lot of folks need to get them some religion, too, because they don't want to go visit nobody. They don't want to go pray for nobody. They don't want to take nobody no plate lunch. They don't want to, uh, uh, you know, in uh, and, 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 and the old days, I, I even remember, I even remember when the people that were sick and couldn't get about, the old pastor, you take the take old deacon with him, they used to come out to your house and, and give you circum and have have communion with you at your house. Bring bring the bring the Lord's Supper to you. You you can't have it at church, can't get to church and, and they know you couldn't get about and you was a good faithful member when you could get around. They will come to your home and uh and do communion right at your house with you. They'll bring it to you. And uh, you know, we need to get back to a lot of things that the Bible teach that we know that's good and we know it works. It works. And uh and stop being lazy and ain't got time to do nothing for nobody, see nobody because they don't they don't come to church, I can't see you. Some people can't get about. So you gotta take the church to them, especially the ones that was there before they got down. Take the church to them. They can't they can't uh, come. And so here I see James is uh, is giving this man uh, uh, some responsibility if he called himself religious or if he called himself having a religion. But now there, here's, here's, here's something big I want you to focus on. He said, but to see his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Now, uh, but here's what you got to do. You got to make sure you bridle your tongue, can't have no cussing preacher, can't have no old cussing deacon. Because the Lord, he said, you got to bridle your tongue. I got to make sure nothing come out of my mouth but good stuff. You know, I know a lot of old cussing preachers. They're not God's preachers. They're the devil preachers. I know a lot of cussing deacons. I know a lot of cussing church members. They, they, you know, we, we just need a little bit more Jesus. I ain't talking about on a bus, but you just the fact is you need a little, more, little bit more Jesus. A, a, a lot of a lot of us, and a lot of you all, you you just like Peter was, you know, before uh, the Lord saved him on the day of Pentecost. Before the day of Pentecost, Peter, everybody known Peter was a cussler. Peter had his sword. Peter cut the man's ear off, and then when it came and got Jesus, and Peter just let him know, you you ain't going nowhere with him. Peter cut you, cut the man's ear off. Jesus had to heal the man, put his ear back on. Peter cussed and, 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 and sweared and everything else. So we still have a lot of people. There are still a lot of brothers and sisters in the body of Christ who need a little more Jesus. They move from uh, what James is saying, if any man seem to be religious, but brighter not his tongue, brighter not your tongue, uh, this man's religion is vain. We got to make sure, make sure that we are, Brighten, brighten our tongue. Okay. Okay. All right. And um, now, this man religion is vain. So there's a great, great need that we uh, make sure that we are religious, and that we uh, bridle our tongue, and that we uh, uh, form some committees in the body of Christ and visit the Father to see about. The fatherless, the orphanage, and the widows, and those people that are, are confined. We got to do. We got. To, we have to do. We have to do ministry. 
And this is what ministry is all about. And, uh, of course, uh, we got to uh, make sure that we are religious and uh, and very, very spiritual. Now, let me show you something about spiritual. Spiritual. Uh, we are spiritual. I, I, I'm spiritual. You are spiritual. I want to encourage you to be a, be a, be a spiritual person. Be spiritual man. Now, 1 Corinthians, the second chapter. 1 Corinthians, the second chapter. Verse number 14. I'm almost done. I just want you to know that there's nothing wrong with you if you say you're a religious person. There's nothing wrong with you if you say you, you, you got good religion. But if you got good religion, make sure you bridle your tongue and make sure you are, uh, you're doing you're doing some good work for the Lord uh, by visiting people that are less fortunate. First uh, Corinthians, the second chapter, verse number 14. Are you spiritual? Now, we ain't going to deal with spirituality. A spirituality can get into demonic stuff. It really can get into demonic stuff with a fine line. You can get into demonic stuff, and next thing you know, you you might be chanting some crazy stuff. And but we don't want to get into spirituality, okay? All right. Now, look at First Corinthians, the second chapter, verse number uh, 14, 15, 16. Look at verse 14. 14 says, "But the natural man receives not the things of the spirit, for they are foolishness unto him." Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Okay. There are some things that are spiritually discerned. So if it's spiritually discerned, I have to be spiritual to get it. Verse number 15 says, but he that is spiritual, you you can you, you need to claim and uh, own that and define yourself as spiritual. I'm a spiritual man. You're a spiritual woman. You're a spiritual boy. You're a spiritual girl. But he that is spiritual judge all things. You know, you judge matters. You look at things. Yet he himself is judge of no man. And that, that, what do you mean by that? We're not going to let the world don't judge. A spiritual person can look at a situation and judge and say, well, this, this is good. This is okay. Uh, this is wrong. That's very, very bad. We shouldn't get into that. A spiritual person can look at a matter and judge it. A spiritual person can look at a situation and judge it, whether it's a party getting out of control or whether it's a picnic or a family reunion where the people are getting out of control and cutting up and doing the wrong thing. A spiritual person can look at this and say, oh, I think, uh, I think it's getting out of hand and I might not need to be in this kind of atmosphere. Okay? A spiritual person can judge all things. But yet he himself is just no man. The world definitely won't judge you because they are not spiritual. Okay, now verse 16 says, for, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he might instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. So a spiritual man, a spiritual woman, a spiritual lady, a boy, a girl, we, we have the mind of Christ. So we are spiritual. I'm, I'm a spiritual man. You are a spiritual woman. You're a spiritual uh, a, a young woman. Uh, a boy, a girl, you're spiritual. And keep that mindset wherever you go, even at work, at play, on your job, uh, up and down the streets, the big street and highway. Keep in mind, you're spiritual. When you keep that in mind, uh, you, 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 it'll remind you of some things that you shouldn't say or shouldn't do, or it'll remind you to be very, very careful because you're a spiritual person. A spiritual person 
practice spiritual things. And a, a spiritual person can discern the things of God and the things that are coming from God and the things that are of God, a spiritual person. And so when, with you being spiritual, uh, discern yourself sometimes and discern whether you are really being spiritual or discern yourself that you need to uh, do a little bit more praying. And I said, well, I, I, I'm not where I should be. Always, I'm not all the way there, but I'm getting there. Well, your spirit discern that. That, that that there's room uh for you to to grow. I'm spiritual enough to know that I uh I'm not what I ought to be, but I know I'm not what I used to be. And there's room for improvement and I'm growing. I'm getting better. Somebody said I'm getting better every day. Discern yourself. So it's, it's sometimes people look at discerning, discernment, and they love to discern other folks. But they never discern themselves. Discern, learn to discern yourself. Let me say that again. Learn to discern even yourself. As you judge all things, you judge other people, you judge the world, you judge all things, you discern things. Discern yourself. Am I nice? Am I kind? Am I loving? Am I friendly? Am I helpful? So I learn to discern yourself, and uh, and I believe you get where you're going a whole lot faster. So that's what I want to talk to you about this evening. Now, uh, religious and uh, 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 religion. Now, now there are there are some people who call themselves non-religion. They they're just not religious at all. Uh, people that are non-religious. I'm gonna tell you something about them. People that are non-religious can be called they can be called this right here. An atheist is a non-religious person. They, I'm not religious. I, I don't believe in no God. I don't believe in no stuff like this. An atheist is a non-religious person. Also, another person uh, that's non-religious, you, you can be considered an atheist or an, an agnostic. I think I'm saying that word right, an agnostic, A-G-N-O-S-T-I-C-S, agnostic. So, so an agnostic person or atheist person, they will consider themselves non-religion. They don't believe that there is a God out there. There's a God in heaven. There's a God nowhere. They're atheists, and there is agnostic people. A man told me the other day that he talked with a guy that was an atheist. He was non-religious. I'm not religious. I'm non-religious. He said he talked with this atheist guy that didn't believe in God. He said, well, you're atheist. He said, well, what kind of atheist or person are you? Are you a honest dis, uh, atheist person or a dishonest atheist person? And this old atheist guy asked him, well, what's the difference? Well, the difference is you say you, 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 you're non-religious, you, you, you're, you're atheist. So what kind of atheist are you? Are you an honest atheist or are you a dishonest atheist? He said, well, I, I really like to refer to myself as a honest atheist. But what's the difference? He said, here's the difference. Uh, an honest atheist will search the Bible because you don't believe in God. An honest atheist will do his homework 
he would get to, he would search his Bible, he would search his word, do all the background check, everything you need to check to make sure that there is no God. See, our, our agents don't believe that there is a God. Check everything you need to check to, to find out and prove that God do not exist. That's an honest atheist. A dishonest atheist would say there is no God. You ain't checked nothing. You ain't read no Bible. You ain't done no research. You just said there ain't no God there. And that God just don't exist. Have you checked? Have you read? Have you looked at nature? Have you looked at the world? Have you looked at what God has made? Have you, have you looked at how, how God made the little baby in the, in the womb? How God made us? How God, uh, look, have you thought about how did we get here? Have you done research? How did we actually get here? And it wasn't a big bang. It wasn't a, wasn't a boom and man appeared. It, we didn't get here by a cat pole and we didn't get here by a, a, a monkey. And then the monkey lost his tail and then he was walking, bent over, then later he began to stand up straight like a man. Have you done all the research that you need to do to prove that God do not exist? If you do the research, and when you get the research, even scientists now, as the guy was testifying to me, so many scientists that they have studied this earth and studied this planet and studied how life starts and how it begins and how beautiful it is, they all came to a conclusion. There must be a God somewhere. To design this world like it's designed, it got to be a God out there. That's an honest atheist. A dishonest atheist or just complain and say there ain't no God and he ain't done nothing. Just running his mouth, beating his gum, beating your chop. You ain't checked nothing now. You a dishonest atheist. And so as the story goes on, a man told me this honest atheist, when he began to do all his homework and check things out, to see that do God really exist? He read the Bible checked everything and at the end of his research and at the end of his study to prove that is there a God? This man accepted Jesus as his Lord and Savior. Because when you look at all the evidence, when you look at all the facts, anybody with good sense would say there's got to be a God somewhere. Praise the Lord, y'all. There's got to be a God somewhere that made all this stuff. If you got good sense, you got to come to that conclusion. So. The dishonest atheist came to that conclusion, and that changed his belief. He joined the Christian band. So that's what I want my study for you all this evening. We are spiritual people. I am a religious man. You are a religious woman. And uh, we got work to do. We have committees to form uh, and work to do for our Heavenly Father. All right? And uh, God bless you. That's what. That's all I have for you instead of this evening. Let, let me see you. That's all I have for you. Pastor Johnson personally thanks everyone for joining us for our midweek prayer and refuel service. We are located at 3002 Chelsea Avenue in Memphis, Tennessee. Services start at 11 a.m. and we would love to have you as our guest this Sunday. Join us. You'll be glad you did.